0: 68 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gaming resources. If
1: you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Russ Tucker and Steve Fezik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook By almost any account, one of the top five betting podcasts out there. Google it. Check any ranking. I think we're always in there anytime I see it pop up, which is very encouraging, exciting. We really appreciate all the support. I am merely the facilitator for this program. I'm a former NFL player at Ross Tucker NFL on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everything. Uh, You can also check out all of our shows we post the highlight clips to at Ross Tucker pod on Twitter and Instagram. And certainly the highlight clips of the other shows, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker which is awesome. More and more people are evidently watching us and watching us on the big screen, which is especially scary for me because I'm already filling out this monitor right here with my head. The big screen thought is especially concerning which is why it's a good time for me to bring in my co-host, Steve Fezzik, because that makes my head smaller, because now it's not just me, which is nice. Steve, of course, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling, the Super Contest at the Westgate. Check him out at Fezzik Sports and only at Fezik Sports. And today it's like uh, my, my my betting world's colliding a little bit because I do a weekly show during the NFL season, called Pickswise Playbook with my guy Jared Smith, who you can follow on social media at Jared Lee Smith. He is the lead uh, betting What's What's the title there? Jared? Yeah, lead lead, lead betting, betting nerd. You could use yeah, that too. For if picks you want. Wise. <laughs> All I know about Jared is he's awesome. I love that he's rocking the Pickswise zip up and he's a Penn Stater. So yeah, I, you know what? I, I'm sure Steve's curious, Jared. How did you? How would you get into the betting world? It's a good question. So I came up through the broadcasting ranks,
2: and then I took a little. So I've always been a gambler since I was a kid. Basically, I've been betting on baseball since I was 16, football a little bit later, like 17 or 18, and then once um, uh, New Jersey legalized sports wagering in 2018, that's when a lot of the media companies started to cross over, and I got introduced to some people over at Sports Grid which basically took a fantasy network. They were the fantasy sports network and they transitioned it into all gambling. Uh, and then that was my first job in sports betting media. And then uh, the fine folks at Pixwise scooped me up from there. And here we are doing a show together now, uh, you know, all those, all
1: those months uh, later. It's awesome. Absolutely awesome. Speaking of awesome, Steve, there's been a lot of NFL news the last few days. I'm curious You know, we don't have the season win totals out yet. They're not out yet, right? I haven't seen them anywhere. They are not. Okay. So all this news, Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan, Jameis Winston, Mariota, unless you're betting futures, you really weren't able to jump in on it. And I know you don't like needle in the haystack bets, Steve. Did you get in on any division winner bets? I mean, did you get on anything? Because really... The closest thing we have this season win total right now, is it fair to say division winner bet, Steve? Like what what can you action that's not to win the Super Bowl?
3: You nailed it. Win the division, win the conference, win the Super Bowl. These are bets I despise. I despise the national media that comes out and says, like there was one show that just came out and said, oh, there's great value playing Cleveland now to win the division. And also, there's value to bet Baltimore to win the division. I'm like, well, I guess the Cincinnati Bengals can just cancel their season right now. Because, I mean, you, you look at it, it's so hard. I use the example. Imagine you go up to a roulette wheel, all right? And you bet, like, the first column will land 1 through 12, which has a big house edge. And now you bet the second column, 13 through 24, which has another house edge. Even if the wheel is a little bit biased or tilted, At some point, if you start betting every number or every combination and you think you have an edge, the ball will still find its way into the zero or the double zero, and you will bagel. Pros don't win, typically, making bets like this. You know how pros win? They bet Tampa Bay to win the Super Bowl 40-1 to because they know Tom Brady is coming back, or they get the news he's coming back, and in the 18 seconds after the news breaks, they bet Tampa 25-1. to That's how pros win. They don't win. Bet Tampa to win the division an hour afterwards after the odds have already been adjusted.
1: So, while we're on that, Steve, so I mean, none, none of the, you didn't place any bets with any of the co- recent quarterback movement? I'm sure I did not. I'm sure my buddy, the hitman, is going to make fun of me because he's at his
3: computer 24 7, and I'm sure he did get some juicy division bets. Um, but you got to get it the second the news breaks. Not Five minutes after, not 20 minutes
1: after, as it breaks. Jared, I'm nervous now because I I, I don't want to lead you down a bad path where you talk about all the futures bets you just put in after. I have Maybe nothing, I should have come to you first, Steve, to Jared.
2: I, I, so I agree with Steve in terms of the division. Um, I do think there's value in the Super Bowl odds if you can find the right long shot at the early stage. I think where, where a lot of recreational bettors go astray is they want to bet the best teams right before the playoffs start. That is a mistake. I think betting division, I think if you pick one division winner in each, you know, if you're doing it for your own prosperity, you know, maybe it's not a great money-making scheme. If you're doing it just for recreation, I think it's fine to pick one division winner um, and see how you do. And, and see if you can stack up long-term, you know, wins. It's very hard to do. Steve is right. There, there, there there's not a lot of money making involved there. But I think if you're a little bit more on the side of recreational entertainment, I do think there's ways to have some fun and, 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 and still have a little skin in the game.
1: Well didn't you say, Steve, last week, that you actually think the best Super Bowl odds are at the top. Like for a team like Buffalo Bills, that the teams with the with the tightest odds are actually the ones that there might be some value there
3: yeah as it turns out this applies to March Madness also that gun to my head if I have to bet something I'm going to bet Gonzaga plus 340 before the tournament starts and and people are like well wait a minute why would you bet them and I'm like I'm not betting them but if you do the mechanical parlay and you bet Gonzaga you start with 100 and you just roll it over and go all in each time cash your ticket and reinvest you're not going to get short paid by very much whereas I'll use an example I have the the Arkansas Razorbacks, I've got one future. I got them at 70 to 1. What a god awful bet this is turning into. So they were a four seed. They weren't a terrible seed. They're already, they've been tested in two games. They, they won both games. Right now, if I took my same $100 that I bet them at 70 to 1, even after they make the, the sweet 16, and bet them each and every week, I'm pretty damn confident. I'm going to get a mechanical parlay. that's going to pay me more than my 70 to 1 that I bet before the tournament started. And it just shows how bad these bets can be in terms of, and you hear all the time the media saying, oh, you're just going to earn off that. How am I going to earn off of Arkansas when I've got 70 to 1? They already made the Sweet 16 and their chance of, may, of winning the tournament's like 1% right now. All the right, reason why so I, I like the pack mechanical parlays
2: is because you can up and down your risk as you go. Um, and that to me is, is you know, especially again, most of I'm assuming most of the audience is not doing this for, you know, big profits. They're doing it to have some skin in the game. I, I think the mechanical parlays you know, the money line rollovers, I'm, I'm actually writing one of them up for Kansas right now, uh, because I think Kansas has a very easy road to make the final four. And if you want to do it in more of a shorter term time horizon, they're minus 150 right now to make the final four. That's two wins they're minus three forty against Providence on the money line this week. And I'm assuming they're going to be a similar price against either my Miami or Iowa state. It, it kind of works out evenly, but again, in that next round, you could say, you know what? I'm good on Kansas. I want to only put half of the winnings on there. You can up and throttle up, throttle down your risk accordingly. You're not locked into that price as Steve is with Arkansas. For example, if Steve rolled over the money line, two straight days, he could say, you know what? I don't really like this matchup against Gonzaga. I, I want to roll back my, my, my risk a little bit. You take a little off the top, you finish even for your bet, and then you, you know, can you know, throw in the extra on Arkansas maybe to beat Gonzaga. You get a crazy upset, you can roll it over again. So I think it gives you more flexibility. And that's all we want, right, Ross? We want options as we go to the buffet that is the March Madness betting menu.
1: Ooh, I like that you said buffet because <laughs> I like athletic greens because when I go to a buffet, I don't get any vegetables. Who does? Who gets vegetables at a buffet? I, I don't, Sometimes I, I get my vegetables in the morning from Athletic Greens. It costs less than $3 a day. There's a reason why professional athletes like me, has been, are taking it. 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and 5 free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com/money. Again, that's athleticgreens.com/money to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Don't eat veggies at a buffet, drink your veggies Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. Green. All right. I feel like part of my job is to make sure you guys explain certain terms you use for people that are not as familiar. So Steve, you said mechanical parlay multiple times. I know what that is, but look, we get new listeners every week. Can you explain to them again the mechanical parlay? So the mechanical part, like you're about to take your little finger and submit on a team
3: to win the tournament at ten to one all right bet a hundred dollars stop don't make that bet instead you're going to take your hundred dollars and you're just going to invest on that team to win their first game on the money line so you can put in your hundred dollars let's say that they're two to one as soon as that ticket cashes now you've got three hundred dollars in your pocket Then you're going to mechanically do the same thing in the next round and invest in them again to win in the next round. And you're going to keep betting and reinvesting the money line until the tournament is over. You're going to, in almost all cases, wind up with more money at the finish line than you would by just playing one bet on the future. And as Jared mentioned, you'll have the flexibility. What happens if your point guard gets injured? What happens if your car breaks down and you suddenly have bills and the like? You now have the flexibility to not have to continue to
1: invest in that team going forward. Here's the other thing. You talked about people that make futures bets. And you said some people in the media say you can earn off of that. What do you mean by that, Steve? Well, what the media is saying is that if you bet one of these long shots and they
3: make the final four, well, then you can turn right around and bet on their opponent to go ahead and beat that team and if you're sitting on a 100 to 1 ticket obviously you can basically lock in a profit by hedging the the, the easiest hedges in the finals so let's say you had a team at 50 to 1 and they were a 2 to 1 underdog in that game well then you could bet gonzaga minus 220 and if you had 100 to win 5,000, 5, for instance, you could go ahead and risk 2,500 on their opponent to win the game to make you know 1,200 or whatever it is and lock in a profit. The problem with that is, well of course, if you take a long shot and they make the finals, you're in a great position and you lock in a profit. But there's all the other times that that team you bet, Tennessee, um, uh, Kentucky, et cetera, has already been eliminated in the first or second round. Auburn, and they're nowhere to be found. So when you add it all up, you're still playing at a big disadvantage against the books. It sounds clever. It's not clever. And in fact, you wonder if some of these sports books aren't getting kickbacks from some of these experts (laughs) recommending
1: such bets. Jared, um, I want to get – I know you have three bets you really like, three picks for the Sweet 16 you really like. We're going to get to that, I promise – but I did want to get your some of the notes. That's one of the things that's cool about PixWise. And you can explain, by the way, um, just the information that PixWise has, which is really valuable. So first, talk to the information that you get from PicksWise and then give us the information that you find interesting.
2: Yeah, so we do usually, me personally, I, I'll do a weekly column in football season. We'll give out picks. We'll do more, you know, stats and trends and try to – paint a picture of what's happening in the in the sports world that week, in the NFL world, a little bit slower during the college basketball and then the summer months. Um, but we will do weekly columns, of course, for baseball. And then when we get into March Madness, which we're knee-deep in now, um, I'll have a column dropping on Thursday, Wednesday night, Thursday morning uh, before the Sweet 16 so you guys can get – uh, up to speed on everything, and and you know basically what we did is is just kind of aggregated a lot of the results from the tournament so far, so we can again paint that picture. Favorites went thirty six and sixteen straight up, but the underdogs actually covered more twenty eight and twenty four. Uh, so that's about fifty three, almost fifty four percent against the spread. So favorites winning, but underdogs still holding their own. And of course, the interesting note: twelve underdogs uh, covered but didn't win, which is about. 20, 25% of the games, which holds true to what we've seen in the NFL in years past, and I'm sure Steve can speak to this, about 8 out of 10 times when the favorite uh, wins the game, they also cover the spread. So we are seeing some correlations there with favorites who fail to cover uh, but still win the game. It's about 8 out of 10 times um, they will indeed cover the number. So keep that in mind if you're a little scared to bet Kansas or maybe Purdue laying all those points uh, against their opponents this week. About 8 out of 10 times if the favorite wins the game, they will also cover the spread, and I think that trend certainly holds true. Conference trends are also interesting. Going into the tournament, guys, I thought the ACC was down. They've got the best uh, mark against the spread, 8-2 and two so far. SEC on the other side of the coin, I was very high on the SEC, Kentucky, Tennessee, 2-7 and seven against the number, which is really bad. But the worst is the Mountain West. Four games, four losses straight up, four losses against the spread. And the Mountain West, I can't explain it. Maybe Steve can because he's got better numbers than me. Nine straight tourney losses against the number for this conference. They haven't won a game in the tournament since Nevada made that run to the Elite Eight a few years ago. So I can't explain the Mountain West because their numbers analytically were really good this year. Uh, you know, they had four teams in the tournament, three of them at large's, but didn't obviously pan out with their results
3: um last week. I think the entire West Coast got overvalued. So if you if you look at the major West Coast conferences playing Uh, playing non-West teams in the big dance, one team, one game is covered. St. Mary's beat an Indiana team that was completely physically exhausted, carrying heavy fatigue. There's not been one other cover. No one from the Pac-12 is covered. UCLA, well, they beat St. Mary's, both in the West. Uh, You mentioned, Jared, that the Mountain West completely crapped out. West Coast Conference completely crapped out. So I'm going to make the case, especially with COVID, less travel, um, during the non-conference schedule, those teams tended, tended to stay in the West. The West across the board is overvalued. I don't want any part of any team in the West going
1: forward. Mm. So I'm glad you said that, Steve, and I'm glad you brought this up, Jared, because that was going to be my question. Oh, we know what the ACC's record is. We know what the SEC's record I mean, the Big Ten has not been great mm. either. Um, they had nine teams in the tournament and Michigan and Purdue are the last two still in it. Does it matter going forward, Steve? I'll ask you that first. Does, like, we know that now. Okay, that's great. Does it matter for these for these games this weekend or no? Of course it matters because the only question is how much does it matter?
3: Does it matter a little bit or a lot when the Big 12 starts the tournament and they go 6-0 and straight up? And against the spread with an against the spread margin of 14 points you know big 12 is better than we thought they were i mean you've got to the Pac 12 is not as good as we thought they were certainly the sec it would be a leap of faith to say that th- this is a small sample and random variance when you're watching um their are one they're two i'm sorry yeah they're one they're two and they three seats all go down not making the sweet 16. how you feeling about arkansas well, I have an Arkansas futures and I'm feeling, <laughs> what, what's that? The movie blind date where the, um, the, 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 the really pretty gal says, I feel shitty Yeah. morning when she's totally hung over. That's how I feel
1: about Arkansas. <laughs> um, So that, so, okay. So that's something we absolutely take into account. It's just a matter of how much we take in it. Jared, do you agree? Yeah, I think, you know, I'm still matchup dependent in a lot of these games.
2: And I think not all West Coast Conference teams and West Coast teams are created equal. Like, I don't put Gonzaga in the same vein as St. Mary's. Um, I don't put UCLA in the same vein as, you know, some of those other Pac-12 teams. Because, again, the experience, the pedigree, the defense – um, but I, I agree that when you look at the conferences, and I always, I, I thought that the conferences, because we talk about this a lot. And, and I, Ross, I know you look into this during bowl season, how the conferences do. It is very telling because it kind of shows, because it's hard to really understand how good a team is when all they're doing is facing the same teams in their conference 10, 11 weeks in a row. But when you step outside and you start facing teams from other regions, other areas, that's when you can get a better gauge. So we're getting a gauge that the SEC maybe isn't quite tournament ready and opposite for the ACC, the Big Ten as well. Um, I I still believe in Gonzaga and UCLA. I don't know how far they'll go, but I still think that they're a little bit maybe different profile, different makeup than some of those other West Coast Conference teams that we've uh, discussed.
1: All right, so speaking of that, let's get to your picks, because I know you got three that you really like. So you give one pick at a time, and then we'll get Steve's thoughts on it, Jared. So I think at the top, I I have to take Texas Tech over Duke. And I I know Duke is going to be
2: getting all the public love. They've got the narrative of Coach K. I think at their core, top to bottom, they have better players But I think Texas Tech's a better team, and the defensive efficiency being tops in the nation is huge. I I think the narrative coming in, Texas Tech barely got by Notre Dame, who was also road-weary, third game in five days. And Duke, I know it was a a miraculous cover, but they still covered and they kind of sprinted through the finish line against Michigan State. And I think that's going to skew the optics in this game enough in my favor to where i'm going to get a favorable number on texas tech and even though the public is hammering the red raiders early we are still seeing a little bit of line movement towards texas tech so i think texas tech on the money line you know depending on what the price is minus 110 minus 120 somewhere in that range that's where i will play it i
1: i I think the road ends for coach k in the sweet 16. by the way let me say one thing steve before you chime in i forget his name i think it's santos maybe for texas tech that kid is the best defensive player (sighs) like he had like three blocks in the last minute and a half of that game that were all sick. That kid was amazing. Um, Steve, your thoughts on that? Is Duke like a like a Cowboys type public team that you wait till right when the, the the tip because people are gonna put all the money in for sentimental Coach K? Unfortunately,
3: well, yes, but unfortunately, this isn't the NFL where people. Bad bettors are betting tens of thousands of dollars on the wrong side. Uh, first of all, I fully endorse Jared's pick. I, I really like it. Duke is overrated, clearly. Um, and I'm on Texas Tech. I actually somewhat disagree where you're saying, well, this is why we're getting value on Texas Tech. Well, Duke's a two seed, and they're the underdog. So yeah. to the, the use the movie Wall Street, the word is out on this <laughs> game. Your union boys are talking, and Texas Tech is the play. But that doesn't mean it's not it's not correct here let me give you a stat here also duke doesn't travel well the 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 thought is that duke is ultra popular uh duke is also ultra unpopular a lot of people don't like duke they don't like coach k texas tech travels i will say on the west coast here in san francisco this will be an a very pro texas tech all the fans that don't have a dog in the fight are going to root against duke i believe Got some numbers to back this up. Duke, five times they played on the West Coast. They're all in five. They've never won under Coach K, an NCAA tournament game, West Coast, and they've lost those games on an average by eight points. Yeah, I'm on Texas
1: Tech. Ooh. All right. What's your next one, Jared. All right, I'll take the underdog Houston
2: Cougars, who I don't believe should be underdogs on the money line against Arizona. Um, I, all of the analytics say that, that Arizona is behind Houston. Um, Torvik's got them a few spots behind. It's a little closer in the Ken Palm ratings. But I think when you look at this Houston team, I think if you look at the eye test of the teams that played in this region, I think Houston's looked the best so far. Arizona struggled against Wright State. They didn't cover. They couldn't stop a lick, even though Wright State was playing their second game in in, in three nights. And TCU, I mean, TCU probably gave more effort in that game than Arizona. And Arizona won because of talent. And I don't think that's going to be the case with Houston because Houston gives max effort and they have a lot more talent than TCU, especially offensively and especially defensively. I I think Taze Moore is a very interesting, uh, most outstanding player candidate at around 50-1. to Uh, I know we don't love the futures market, but if Houston gets into the Final Four, if they can get into the championship game, they're not rated very high right now. And I think the numbers on the Cougars in the futures market are a little light because they're a five seed and they don't deserve to be a five seed. So I'll take the underdog Cougars on the money line over Arizona. I got plus 110.
3: Steve, yeah, fully endorse it. There's still a plus two, a couple of plus twos out there. I would bet that yeah. it will be a significant home field advantage for Houston here, uh, playing in San Antonio. So the crowd, and again the the neutral fans and attendance, I'm sure are going to go ahead and why not back the team from 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 their state. Arizona has not looked good, and you know one thing also. I don't think we're going to be having a situation like we did in the TCU game where we got five guys playing eight guys because after getting every call and call, call me a conspiracy theor, theorist here, uh, after Arizona got handed a game to them with, with by the refs against TCU, I would be very surprised if a memo doesn't go out to the refereeing squad saying, reminding them to be sure to ref the game fairly, um, meaning don't give the number one seed every call. Under the sun because they're already under scrutiny from the last game. From that, Houston wins this game. Last one, Jared. Yeah, this is the one I would say I like the least because of the
2: injury concerns for UCLA and their best player, Haquez, But I, I, I think this is a good spot to fade UNC. This Tar Heels team has been incredibly volatile this season, and now they're catching two and a half points in a spot where everyone just saw them drop ninety-five on Baylor, ninety-three on Marquette. I mean, they have scored um, a lot of points in two games. They've made 24 threes. They're plus 24 on the glass. Their numbers just don't add up to that this year. And maybe they've figured out a new gear, and they're going to continue to play above what their season numbers and their season averages have been. Um, but I, I think this is a good fade spot for the Tar Heels, and I, I think the fact that UCLA is still favored in this game um, by over two points, so almost, the full, almost two possessions. Um, I, I think it kind of shows you that the the Bruins are the better team, and UNC's maybe played uh, a little bit ahead of their skis over the last couple games. So I, I don't love this because of the injury to Haquez and I'm sure this is the one that Steve won't like. But I'll take UCLA on the money
3: line uh, against UNC. Steve, yeah, hate it. Um, you know what? We got to get we got to get Dr. Chow on for to to discuss injuries like this. So um, UCLA has their two best players, right? They're both injured. John Juzang is not 100%. Yeah. Uh, Hawkins isn't gonna be close to 100%. I just talked about the West Coast. The entire West Coast stinks and is overrated. And now they gotta play in Philly against North Mm. Carolina. So they're on the road essentially as well. UCLA overvalued from the tournament run last year. Now directionally, I actually agreed with everything Jared said about north carolina being overrated the problem is now i have ucla because of their injuries even more overrated i got bet against against bet against where's the game it's on the east coast i'll take north
1: carolina that's fair speaking by the way of injuries next week on the show we're gonna have my guy dr david chow at pro football doc on twitter and what's that He's the best. He, he is the actually, best. you do
2: a good job of telling which guys are going to play. Sadly, I think he does a better job.
1: <laughs> oh no, he's the best. I have he's a. You're really my, good at it, though. His is based on medical. <laughs> Mine <laughs> is entirely based on what the coaches say, and, and that's my knowledge too. of their injury. I'm like that guy's not playing. Like <laughs> I, I can just tell by the stupid coaches and the way they go about it. Dr. Chow actually looks at the video and is like, yeah, he's not going to play. Um, I wonder if he's doing March Madness stuff. you does. If some? you ask him, I bet he will. I would be curious what his
2: thoughts are on hockey. because yeah, He
1: usually good. just does pro sports for the most part. We've got some NFL draft stuff up already that we'll have to ask him about next week. Steve, do you have any other plays? Do you have any that you really like? You know, I'll go ahead and go against
3: Duke. I think we got consensus here and well texas tech is garrett and i's if i may best bet for the week. agreed totally agree that was the one so i wrote up a three-star we call
2: them three-star plays on picks that's my three-star play of the week texas tech on the money line i got minus 110 i i think you know and steve i it's kind of funny because i don't want to say reverse line movement because it's really hard to quantify that in college hoops but it did feel a little bit reverse line movement when that line opened. And it immediately jumped towards Tech because I knew all the action was going to be on Duke. So maybe we'll get maybe five cents better. I don't know, but I locked it in a minus one ten.
1: All right, here's my play of of the weekend. Funding your DraftKings account with cash. Just sign up in the DraftKings Sportsbook app, select Fund with Cash in the payment section, and get a digital barcode. Then you take your ca- cash and barcode to any one of thousands of participating stores. Here's what's even better. DraftKings gift cards. Jared gets everybody he knows DraftKings gift cards. His girlfriend, his mom, his grandma. DraftKings gift card. Done and done. Just visit DraftKingsGiftCard.com to find a participating store near you. He is at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter. He is at Fezzik Sports. I am merely at Ross Tucker NFL. And we just gave you all kinds of picks, bets, info. That was awesome. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.